Gracious Losers Podcast, episode 75. I'm Paul. And I'm Casey. Man, took a week off and look what happens. The trade deadline, my 49ers made a big trade, the Blazers look like a different team now with, you know. They, they do, yeah. With Lots new, of stuff happening in the NBA too. And, oh my yeah. God. It's, it's one of the busiest, I think it was one of the, it felt like at least one of the busiest uh, um, mid-season trade deadline I think it was the biggest activity. I think, yeah. I think there was more trades. I don't know yeah. if there was more players move, but there was more trades. There was more trades. Yeah, there wasn't any big, huge, like three team, ten player deals, but a lot of little deals. Yeah, but actually, some good names though too. Yeah, the yeah, big names. Big names. So, yeah. uh, but before we get into that, what are you drinking, buddy? Uh, I've got a block fifteen. Um, yeah, you do. It's the selection. <laughs> the <laughs> the selection series, kind of a new. They they have a couple coming out. Yeah, which um, one is it's that? It's like, uh, this is the Citra. Oh, nice. Um, yeah, and I think you may have had this the other night when you, when we kind of sat by the fire in the evening. Uh, it sounds it's, romantic it's good. when you say it that way. So it's super romantic. <laughs> I know, I know. I said it like that. Yeah. yeah. Cozy by the fire with a Block 15 beer. I mean, um, there's no. worse things. There, there are much worse things. <laughs> it's good. It's a one-off, it's a one-off seasonal beer, and it's it tastes fresh and... It's kind of a hazy. It's got a really nice, nice color. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah, I can't. Yeah, you can see that. It's I good. can see it. Well, what about you? What do you have? I got a beer from Crux, from Crux Fermentation uh, down in Bend. It's um, it's called Bushy Park. I like I, that brewery, by the way. Crux? Yeah. I, 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 the, the, the actual like brewery, the place. Oh, okay. It's kind of a cool. It's kind of a cool. Uh, I think about the product. Cool place. I was like, eh. no, it's it's hit and miss. No offense, <laughs> yeah. sorry, Crooks, but their oh. but their uh, their actual their place of their brewery is is a really cool place to hang out. Anyway, so this is a limited release Tasmanian hopped IPA. Uh, so Interesting. Looks, I don't think I've ever heard of that hop. Like uh, they are. Well, it's not the problem. Is it's it's Vic Secret and Galaxy hops that are sourced oh, okay. from Tasmania's Bushy Park. Oh, I see. That makes huh. more sense. Uh, yeah, it it's, uh, it smells fantastic. It smells like like a ripe pineapple, which is really mm-hmm. nice. That might be excited. Thinking it might be fruity, and it's just kind of uh, bland. Kind of, uh, you know, how some IPAs can be like really sweet. Yeah, like, it's like a not sweet like a, bland, not, not like a malt sweet, like just like a weird yeah. kind of. I don't know. It, it's not sure. These kind of have that problem sometimes. All right. Sometimes they do. Um, I do have. After this beer, I'm going to open up the the Tender Loving Empire, which is the the Northwest IPA from Fort George. It's fantastic. I've had it before, but uh, it's good. So let's let's just start off uh, close to home. Let's start off with the Blazers. So uh, sure, Sounds it's kind great. of a kind of a bittersweet uh, trade deadline for the Blazers because they they moved you know a guy who I think that most of Rip City didn't want to see go necessarily. And yeah. That's Gary Trent Jr. Uh, along yeah, with a guy who I think team. all of Rip City wanted to see go, and that's Rodney Hood. Um, oh, it's hard for me to dislike Rodney Hood that like that. Like I wasn't. No, like, but he, he, was I mean, having, he was having he was having a rough time. Ten million dollars a year. Yeah, for mm-hmm. Rodney Hood, he was the only piece you could move along with a young asset like Trent or Simons or Little or whoever yeah. it is, in order to get somebody um, who they got. I think was a surprise to a lot of Rip City um, going yeah. out and getting another six three guard. Uh, albeit one who's having a career year from Toronto, Norman Powell. Um, sure. Powell, yeah, I wonder... it took me a little while to warm up to it. When I first heard the news, sure. I thought, oh boy, I'm not sure yeah. how I feel about that. And then the more I well, thought about it, the more it fits. So why don't you, I mean, what were you going to say here? Cause you no, gotta, I'm just saying, uh, I'm just saying, I wonder if a lot of like Blazer fan, fans maybe don't know as much about Norman Powell as, as they, as, as uh, some other players, like players in the West, because you know, he's a, he's an East player plays for Toronto. He's never been a guy anywhere. This is kind of his first big year. Uh, you look at you look at the back of the basketball card and you see that he's six three, whatnot, and you're like, really another guard? But he's a lot different than Damon CJ. Um, he's a he's he's a scorer, he's a slasher, uh, but he, he's really long, so he he plays really good defense as well, and and can play the perimeter defense really well. Um, so, and I think I think those first couple games we really saw we saw his energy and his passion. I don't know if you saw. I think the last game he got. He get called for a foul and he like ripped his jersey because he was so jersey. frustrated. Yeah. yeah. Um, and I think that instantly Blazer fans probably took to that. But um, yeah, I thought it was a I good like deal. I like Norman Powell. I think he he does the the things that he slashes. He's long. He plays good. He's he's a better on ball defender and a better off ball defender than Trent. Um, yeah. Significantly better on ball, and that's where Trent seemed to kind of be overmatched mm-hmm. a lot. 
Uh, he's a better shooter than Gary Trent, and I love Gary yeah. Trent. I mean, yeah. um, he's a better finisher at the rim than Gary Trent. Uh, more importantly, mm-hmm. he is a better corner three shooter, and that is yeah, and that's his, that's exactly his bread and butter. what you need when you have Damon mm-hmm. CJ. Um, there's a couple ways of looking at this. I think uh, one, which I think is not the the most accurate way of looking at it, is that the idea of going out and getting Norman Powell might end up being CJ insurance in that if a, if a trade pops up this summer, that might be interesting where a team tries to go after CJ McCollum. I don't think Olshay is going to be shopping CJ, mm-hmm. but I think that people might be calling, especially yeah. if he plays as well as he has been, people might be called yeah. and say, Hey, we'll offer you whatever it might be uh, for CJ McCollum. I think Olshay might listen if he has the opportunity to possibly re-sign a guy like Powell to play the two. Sure. Um, I think that there is a part of Olshay that kind of thought maybe Gary Trent hit his ceiling already. Yeah. And maybe he didn't see the growth. Um, that could be. That could that be. Could be. Yeah. It could be. I, I, th- I mean, I also think that uh, you'd have to imagine him not wanting to get stuck in that Alan Crabb position again. Like even yeah. if even if Trent jumps, you know, does I already I think Trent's better than Alan Crabb, I and mean, I think he's already better than Alan Crabb ever was, but. Um, but you know, you get stuck signing him to a big contract, and you have three guards that, uh, and Trent who can't really create his own shot, um, and has trouble, you know, um, defending on ball sometimes. He's a little slower and not long at all. And then, and then yeah. you have all that money. The three guards, you're kind of hamstrung. So, uh, in that sense, I think I think is is maybe he was thinking that as well. I don't I don't think Gary Trent's going to get the money he thinks he's going to get in the off season uh, because he I think a lot not. of I think a lot of GMs are going to see his limitations. Mm-hmm. And yeah. and again, not be hamstrung by signing a, a shooting guard. Now, do I think he's an upper echelon shooting guard? No. And do I think he'll get there? Probably not. Um, he has the he potential. Could. He, could. he could. He yeah. absolutely could. Um, he's but, a hard worker. But like you and I were talking about the other night, is that you, as, as you've tried to construct this team compared to where it was a year ago, if you're Neil Olshay, you've added an elite defender in Robert mm-hmm. Covington. You've added an energetic, uh, bouncy defender in Derek Jones Jr. You've brought Enes Cantor back to be essentially Nurkic insurance, which we needed. <laughs> yeah. Who knew? Who yeah. knew? Uh, but we yeah. needed. Who knew? Um, so th- this team is better than it was a year ago. Obviously, mm-hmm. look at the record. Uh, mm-hmm. They're better than they were a year ago. CJ has elevated his game to a different level. And has added a more consistent three-point shot to his yeah. game. Um, Dame just continues to be a killer. Mm-hmm. So why not swing this year? And if you don't think yeah. you're going to re-sign Gary Trent, which I don't think Olshay was planning on, mm-hmm. I think after yeah. Trent turned down whatever the qualifying offer would have been, I think that the writing was on the wall, that Trent yeah. was on his way out. Um, whether he wanted to leave Portland or not, that's beside the point. It's just you only yeah. have so much money to spend. So. Sure. He goes, yeah. What, what you want Gary Trent to turn into is kind of what Norman Powell is now, sure, right? Yeah. So why not? Yeah. If if, if we're talking a few yeah. month rental at worst, at worst, why not? Yeah. Just get why not? the better player. Yeah, I think all around Powell is is the better player at every asset of the game right now. And also is. moving Rodney Hood, although I mean, like, I, I don't get me wrong, I I, I love Rodney Hood. He's yeah. a Duke guy. I'm a Duke but he's fan. A, yeah. But but he's not the same player as he was pre-Achilles injury. I don't think he's going to get back to where he was. Uh, Is he a steady hand you'd like to have as your 10th, 11th guy off the bench? Sure. Not Mm -hmm. for $10 million. So you move him and now you open the minutes to where you can feasibly split those minutes and, you know, in theory, split those minutes between Simons and Little. Sure. Yeah. You know, so I like it. I like it. And obviously we're 2-0 right now with Norman. Um, 2-0 Two yeah. and with Norman, and we're we're three and zero on this on this road trip where we just swept Florida. It's fantastic, yeah. Uh, it, it's great. We got a game. I think our next game's at Detroit, if I remember yeah. correctly. Yeah, um, I believe so. I think it's tomorrow night at and, Detroit. And, and I, I've uh, I've also heard a lot of people get kind of upset with Portland for not going out uh, for not trading trying to trade for like Gordon and uh, a few of those other players that that were traded. But I think I think a lot of teams wanted a first rounder, and Portland was also in. It, uh, also not willing to give up a first rounder. They couldn't give up their next year's to first rounder anyway. I um, think, well, Aaron Gordon, well, specifically. I, I feel like, I feel like that, that is, that is, 
a part of why maybe we didn't get a few of those guys in trade that that people were hoping. Like, Gordon. I think we tried. I think we. I yeah. think we made an offer, maybe multiple offers to Orlando for Gordon. But I think what yeah. the Magic were looking at, they were very clear about what they were looking for in both their trades, not just mm-hmm. the the Vucevic trade, which we'll get to. But the the Gordon trade, especially what they got from Denver on paper, doesn't look like a lot. But it's guys who are under team control. Yeah. For yeah. more than they didn't want expiring, they didn't want young guys who they could lose in free agency. They didn't want Gary Trent. Sure. Yeah. And they didn't want, uh, you know, Anthony Simons who could walk. Sure. Or Zach Collins who could walk. Yeah. Um, they wanted a guy like Gary Harris. Yeah. And a guy like yeah. RJ Hampton. RJ Hampton, sure. Upside they, young, you know, young guys who are upside who young guys. Gary, I mean, Gary Harris can play in the league. He was he was mm-hmm. fantastic his rookie year, and then he was kind of an afterthought. Yeah, the last couple of years in Denver, and he was you know he had some nagging injuries. He's not as good of a shooter as he as he showed his his rookie year, but I think he definitely has a place in this league as yeah. a defensive minded guard. So it's it's not a great trade for them, but also uh, I I'm still not convinced Aaron Gordon's that great. Yeah, I, I mean, yeah. he had he had a flash in the pan half a year. That one year when he was hitting his three point shot, and yeah. he hasn't really done much since, except for he's gotten hurt literally every season. Yeah, so that the contract would have been nice because it's a really low decreasing contract. Yeah, and energetic, and he's still very young. He's what twenty five, I think. Uh, something like that. Something like that. Yeah, he's really young. Yeah, um, I hate that Denver think, got him. Yeah, I really that, hate that Denver got him. Him and McGee, I was kind of hoping for that we'd get you know a a big a big that could block block a shot or an athletic big. I'm going to be honest. I'm really frustrated uh, with Neil Olshay right now as far as the buyout market goes because it feels like we are. uh, I don't know what we're doing. We're sitting on our hands. We're sitting on our wallet. So we have that that BAE. Yeah, which is uh, will allow us to essentially sign a, a buyout player for two years. Two years at yeah. a higher rate mm-hmm. than the yeah. vet minimum, the, the which vet in minimum theory should give you that should give you incentive to go out and yeah. get the best buyout guy. And yeah. I get Aldridge not coming back because he wants to he wants to play. Yeah, I, I, is I he going to play in Brooklyn? They, he all the reports that he's going to have a chance to start at center. Yeah, so right. um, that's more than he can say for here because he had no chance to start here. No, he wasn't going to start. He'd probably get so, you know. 15 minutes a game. But then you see guys who most. who who would actually fit this roster, maybe not yeah. positions of need, but would fit this roster, guys like Jeff Teague. Yeah. Jeff Teague gets signed by the Bucks. No, and, he did get signed. I didn't see that. Yeah, yeah mm-hmm. today by the Bucks. Oh, uh Gorgie go. Dang, who yeah. you and I talked about was a really an ideal fit for what we're looking yeah. for as a stretch four. Uh maybe like the long, you know, third off the bench uh backup five, you know, yeah. to spell when you need to. But he gets signed by the Spurs. Which is yeah. crazy to me because he chose San Antonio over Portland. Mm-hmm. What that tells yeah. me is that Wolshay didn't. Or try. if, yeah, he Wilshay may not even try. been trying. So yeah. now, like the buyout market, look at the guys who are out there. It's, it's Austin, like Austin Rivers. Rivers, Jabari Parker. <laughs> I'm I'm all in Jabari Parker because sure, why not? Minimum, minimum yeah. young guy, and he he plays that that you know three four. Why not? Yeah, I mean, there's a few veterans that could be bought, bought out. I mean. Auto Porter was a room, uh, rumor rumor to be, but it sure looks like I mean he's already played a game, so I don't think he will. Yeah. Um, the <laughs> white side could be bought out. <laughs> that would be hilarious. I'm good. I mean, no, no, good, I don't thanks. want white side. We don't yeah. need that. <laughs> yeah, no. I uh, uh, Austin Rivers looks like the only one. Yeah. Eh. I mean, he's not going to be getting minutes, but I mean, he's he's a pr- at least he's I a. He would. I bet he would. You think so? At least he's a body, I guess. And a, I mean, he's all right. He's nothing special. I don't know. I, I'm not too thrilled. I'm about probably Austin in the Rivers minority. I would rather have Austin Rivers on a one year rental than I would Simons. Then uh, Simons. Yeah. Well, I mean, at least you know Rivers has been with like playoff teams and has has uh, has had has played time in like meaningful minutes. So that's also what you're kind of looking at looking at when you have a a player on I, your bench. I will. I, I'm not. I'm not a big Austin Rivers guy. But I'll tell you, he he's very tough. Remember that game when I forget who it was, and yeah. the team broke his face, and he came back and played, and still dropped like twenty points. The kid's tough. Yeah, yeah. I'll give him that. Yeah. Um, good pedigree, obviously coming from Doc Rivers. Yeah, and, and played one year under under Krzyzewski at Duke. Um, and at least you know what you're getting. He's not rattled in a big moment. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. He knows his limitations. He's not trying to be the alpha. Um, I feel like there's a, a slight 
bit of Anfernee's game where he sees Dame with these, you know, pull up or, you know, uh, you know, uh, step back 30 footers and he thinks yeah. he can do it too. And he, he can't. No. CJ can't yeah. even. I mean, that's, you know, they, the players need to know their limitations. Like CJ's, yeah. if, if CJ like dribbles in to a three or yeah. step back just behind the line, he's damn near automatic. Yeah, yeah. Mello walking in. Mello, Mello yeah. walking into a three. Forget about it. Mm-hmm. It's in. Covington lately mm-hmm. walking into a three. Covington has looked great. But the dancing and the fadeaway three pointers. That's yeah. a Dame thing. That's a that's a Dame thing. Let's leave it to Dame. Let's not even. Yeah. Don't try to emulate a player who might not be. You know. Yeah. He might. There may no be no. There may be a carbon print of uh, carbon copy. That's what I'm trying to say. Mm-hmm. Of Dame yeah. Lillard, carbon print. That's that's oof. carbon print. Hot take. Yeah. I know. <laughs> no. Yeah, I mean, I agree. Looking at what's left out there, I, I mean, Austin Rivers would would be fine. It, I mean, we have to sign somebody. Well, right? too that. I mean, we yeah, well, too that. Or we start. We, playing, we start. We start toying with a bunch of ten days. Yeah, and I don't. That, I, I mean, don't want that. I don't want that. No, I don't. We yeah, we don't need that right now. We don't need that yes. at all. You want a guy who, if if called on, could actually play. I yeah. mean, we had three of those guys last year. I mean, we had Wenyon, we had Horde, we had Jalen Adams, like yeah. Uh, but when know, push Wenyan comes to he did, and when push comes to shove, and you're in the playoffs, and you might, you know, you have an injury or you have foul trouble, I, I would much rather try to rely on a guy like Austin Rivers or, uh, I mean, who I like. I said, there's really nobody, not not much left out there, or a guy that's you know played games, or uh, um, yeah. no matter how like 100%. average he is, over um, Jalen Horde. Um, because he's a G League guy or whatnot, you know, a ten day contract guy who hasn't mm-hmm. had any of those minutes. So we'll see. I'm sure in the next few days we'll 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 find out something, who it is and something's gonna hopefully happen, it's right? something. But yeah, um, let's quickly go through some of the other trades that happened because there were some sure. big names. I mean, we we talked about yeah. Vucevic. That was the first yeah, the first the big the one. Drop. Mm-hmm. Um, Vucevic and the Bulls, man. I uh, yeah, that was a that was a good trade. Um. Yeah, yeah, they got him and Aminu. Did they buy Aminu out? I don't remember. I haven't heard. I haven't seen yeah, it. Maybe they didn't. They do. I mean, yeah. bring Chief home. I'm cool with that. Sure, why not? Uh, I mean, they gave up a lot, but for an all star and a and a spot on shooter like did like, they? It's a good. Let's talk about that. Carter, Carter, a, a couple firsts. I got top four protected. I don't know. I mean, that's. I, I guess not. Maybe. Maybe. Maybe not. I don't know. I think you're talking about Vucevic, who's a top four or five center in the league. Yeah. Right? I don't even know how you'd yeah. rank him at this point. I mean, you'd have I, Jokic. Sure. And and I, I mean, the center cluster. position is, is 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 so weird anyway because, I mean, Jokic yeah. and Vuce are different. <laughs> you know, very different. He, he, very, well could have... be the second, he could, very well could be the second best center in the league. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, he does a little bit of everything. He, try, he did Cat, his damnedest Cat try to carry... There. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, I always forget he's the center. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cat's uh, cat second. Never mind. That's all right. That's okay. And then uh, Javale McGee. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, uh-huh. Yeah. I guess you're right. I mean, Wendell is, Carter. Is, kind is of Wendell felt, Carter is he any good? He, he he fell out of favor there in Chicago. He got hurt a bunch. But his first season, his rookie year, he 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 looked like he he could be pretty good. So I think may, maybe it's probably best for him in both sides that he moves on and he could be all right in Orlando. Um, because he he yeah. he didn't look great, and I don't I think he, I, so. Maybe a fresh start for him is fine. And Otto Porter, yeah, he's he, he's also a guy that gets hurt a bunch. So yeah, you're right. It might not be that that lopsided, but you know, a couple of firsts are always nice, especially if they're only top four protected. And you're the Bulls, because who knows what the Bulls are going to do? I I feel like they're gonna they got to be better than the fourth worst. They team. they will. Sure. <laughs> I mean. With Vucevic and Levine, just I mean, alone, mm-hmm. not counting all the other young pieces. Yeah, um, not yeah. I haven't seen what, what they've done so far, but I mean, that's a who else did they? They they did that other a different trade. Chicago did. Um, they got they Daniel Tice and yeah, Tice and uh, Troy Brown. I love Troy um, they, Brown, but I know he's yeah. Not and they great. didn't they didn't really give up much. I mean, I think they gave up uh, Cornette and uh, Hutchinson and Gafford. Um, but it looks like they're they're going to make a run in the East, possibly. Yeah, they're they're getting some beat talent. by the Warriors tonight. Are they? I'm looking at that right yeah. now. It looks like we're trying to pull the box score up. I don't even know if Steph Curry's back. Is he? He is. He's back. Yep. Okay. So it looks like they're running 
They started Levine, Sadaransky, Vucevic, the rookie Pat Williams, and Thaddeus Young. Okay. With Markinen as their first guy off the bench and Tice as their second guy off the bench. Sure. Eesh. I mean, yeah, I mean, okay. not a great team. I mean, he was there. He's in the roster. Yeah. He hasn't played. So maybe he will get bought out. Maybe he won't get bought out. Jesus Christ. Steph Curry has 32 points in the yeah, third he's quarter. Good. Yeah. My God. Well, it's because he shot the ball he's 22 times. Well, it's because all he yeah. does is shoot. <laughs> That's fine. But I mean, he shoots well. <laughs> he does. But like, God dang, is he carrying that team? Um, of course he's carrying that team. <laughs> good Lord. Yeah. Uh, let's see who else. Who else got? Uh... Well, I think Denver had a pretty good, a, a pretty good uh, couple of deals, um, acquiring Aaron Gordon um, and Gary Clark for Gary Harris, R.J. Hampton, and a, a, a twenty twenty five first. So that's Magic acquiring more firsts. So they're kind of trying to do the Oklahoma City thing. Um, yeah. <laughs> right. I mean. Yeah, I mean Oklahoma City is a crazy amount of firsts. Like, how are, how are they gonna? It's the it's the Boston Celtic issues. Like, how are you gonna roster uh, yeah. all those guys? I don't know anything? what they're gonna do. I mean, I mean, I'm guessing what they're gonna do is like they're gonna they're they're gonna hope to be contending in a couple of years, and they're gonna start you know uh, trade deadlines like now. They're gonna start throwing these picks in deals, right? That's that's I mean, what they, I'm they guessing. I mean, that to. yeah, exactly. So it just you know uh, acquiring assets for um you know whatever. It's interesting. It's an interesting. Uh, it would be interesting to see how that plays out. Um, and then Denver also acquired uh, Javale McGee for uh, you know not much, a couple of seconds. He's a, I mean, he's a rotational. And, uh, yeah, yeah. And that makes them that makes them uh, player. Yeah, and that makes them tougher. I mean, they uh, they gain two a wing and a big, and they they lose at a position where they're really. Uh, deep at you know the the guard position so it's a deep team absolutely so absolutely so that one, that one kind of hurts for for any other west teams you know like like a portland or whatnot um, the, the one that hurt me was dallas getting uh jj reddick for jj reddick i know for pennies right it's just like come on and, and, like, and i think we we both agree it's like it, it feels like i've I, I the last several years it's like it feels like portland should make a move for jj reddick and so you know what mm-hmm. i mean i'm sure you feel the same way it's like i mean it, those days perfectly. are over. Those, Those days, days are right over. Now. Of course, they are over now. But but he's been a guy over the last several years. I'm like, you know, he, he kind of finds himself on a team that's not cont- compen- yeah, contending, and then um, gets traded or whatnot. And I'm like, come on, Portland, make that move. He'd fit. He'd fit right in. But but it hasn't hasn't it never happened. No, it's. Um... But that makes the Mavericks tougher for sure. Just another well, an- another shooter off if, the bench. If Reddick's healthy. Because he's not right now. If he's healthy, is he hurt? Is he hurt right now? He's been he's been banged up for a while. Yeah. So okay. So maybe we'll maybe he's nothing then. Uh, maybe. I mean, I'm not that worried about Dallas. Honestly, Dallas is resting. They're resting uh, Przingis and and Doncic on back to backs. Sure. So they they don't they don't care about seating. They're just trying to get yeah. they're just trying to get healthy and be healthy yeah. come come the the play in games. Sure. They're going to probably be in. So yeah. Yeah. So, uh, um, and what do you think about uh, Fournier to the Celtics? Do you think that's going to help them at all, or are they a lost yeah. cause in general? No, I think, think it will help them a lot. Yeah. I, I think Just, Evan despite his struggles, their first game, he, had, he yeah. was over ten tonight. Yeah. Anyway, why? Yeah, I think he's an incredibly underrated player. Of course he is. Yeah. Um, and I think that it's there. The Celtics have been missing a a secondary playmaker since they got rid of Gordon Hayward. As much as Hayward underachieved based on the the, the expectation in Boston, um, and granted, part of that was because he you know blew his leg up <laughs> in that game, uh, the first minute of the first game as a Celtic. Um, but take that even out of the the equation, he Hayward was able to be a secondary ball handler, be a a secondary playmaker uh, when Kemba was out of the game or when they didn't want to run the offense directly through Jason Tatum. Um, yeah. They've been missing that. Fournier can do that, um, and he's—I mean, he's—he's he's a multi-year veteran in the league, and those are the kind of guys, especially on a Boston team that's so young, with Jalen Brown and and Jason Tatum, and they're—they're just—they're very, very young. Mm-hmm. They, they, it, it helps having an extra veteran presence. A guy like Fournier yeah. is—is I, I think he'll sure. pay dividends. I, I also don't think Boston's that great this year. Yeah. 
uh, to be fair, I just I, I think that the the Tristan Thompson signing kind of backfired. Yeah. Um, and you know they're just they're just not in the upper echelon of the East where people thought they were. Yeah, that's right. They're not. It's a bit um, of a surprise, but they'll be all right in the future. I mean, they have so much talent. Well, and they still have a million draft picks, I think, right? Yeah. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> I think probably. Daddy age, my God. Mm-hmm. Uh, who else got traded? Let's see here. I, I'm trying Let's to see. Uh, the Heat. I mean, they, they kind of the won. Heat were at the, at the, the Heat were active. Uh, yeah. The Heat were active, uh, and they and they won the day kind of with that last trade for Oladipo. Um, I'm, Ooh, where are yeah. they? Uh, obviously, I, I, you, you, we were kind of talking about this when it happened, but it seems like uh, Houston. Uh, maybe didn't have an offer they they liked, and then at the last minute they just you know took what they could because everything else had had passed. Um, well, you have to because they didn't they didn't give up much. You can't let a guy walk if yeah. you yeah. if he has zero intention right? of signing, and you have zero mm-hmm. intention of signing him, mm-hmm. then you you have to get something. Now, I would love to say that they could get more than what they got because mm-hmm. it sure seemed like nothing. Uh, Kelly Olenek is the best piece of that trade. Yeah, there's a um, couple of firsts, I believe, or a first and a second. No, I th- it was a first and a second. I thought it was a second. Yeah. I thought it was like Olenek. Uh, oh, wait, wait, let's see. Olenek, Bradley, and the right to swap the Rockets or Nets 2022 first round with the Heats 2022 first round. So it's just a swap, possible swap. Yeah, and it's top 14 they, they, protected. Which won't come into play because the Heat are going to be better than yeah yeah so yeah then the rockets pick mm-hmm. i mean or the nets pick i guess they could switch they could switch it with the nets picks so they, they might gain at most six spots seven spots yeah. maybe mm-hmm. maybe i don't know i don't which I, is I don't fine but it's standings in front of me but like that's not worth passing up the best player on your yeah. team which i think Olivia yeah. probably was at this stage uh i guess you could make the argument christian wood yeah um, John Wall, I mean, was close. Uh, well, he hasn't looked good all year, though. No, no. He, I'm, I'm surprised how bad he's looked. Um, granted, yeah. he also has very little talent around him, which mm-hmm. hurts. Olenek had an amazing game tonight in his Rockets debut. Yeah. Um. Just, just a yeah. na- nasty trade. Just a nasty. But I mean, trade. yeah. But I mean, that clearly helps Miami and the. Of course, um, Miami is is they the the. the the honeymoon's over for them because I think people are finally looking at them and saying, oh, okay, well, Tyler Hero's not an all-star guard at this stage yeah. in his career. And mm-hmm. Duncan Robinson can really only do one thing, and that's yeah. shoot threes. So Duncan Robinson's a young Kyle Korver. There's value there, but it's not not a foundational piece. Tyler Hero has drastically underachieved this year. Dragic looks old. Yeah, uh, Jimmy Butler hasn't looked like he did last year not to say he won't get there but he hasn't looked like it yeah so and he uh, had and, he had covid and, right and he had covid which is a big part yeah of it. and then bam yeah. um bam this needs help yeah <laughs> and oladipo will help him yeah the yeah. thing is I, I, again though but but which oladipo are you getting are you getting the one that played you know yeah. uh, all nba level or are you getting the one that played in orlando yeah that's true but that's the question i feel uh, like there's, i think there's some, i think i think issues with, with oladipo yeah, that's fair. His drive. Um, I don't know how much he really. I don't know how much passion he has for the game. Yeah. I'll put it that way. Yeah, and they also picked up in a couple smaller trades. They picked up Ariza and Belitza. Mm. Belitza, obviously a, a good shooter who will help them. Help them I was out. hoping I Belitza traded... would. I was hoping Belitza would be on the buyout market. Sure. Yeah. And the Blazers um, would snag him. I think they traded Harkless and somebody else. So that, I mean, it's a win there. Yeah. Um. Yeah. What else we got? Um. Not a ton more. I mean, there's some little stuff. Rondo to the Clippers for Sweet Lou. I'd rather have some Sweet seconds. Lou all day. I would too. Yes, Lou Williams two seconds for Rondo. The Clippers. That's an interesting so one. the Clippers have one of the most dysfunctional offenses in the league. Mm-hmm. Their, their offense is give the ball to Kawhi. Yeah. And hope Paul George is open for a three. Yep. Yep. The only guy on that bench that could make his own shot was Lou Williams. Yeah. Right. So I don't. I think that trade really hurts the Clippers. And I think playoff Rondo is a little overblown. That's what I thought as well. I, I thought that I was surprised that they, uh, they traded Lou away for, yeah. for Rondo, but no moves by the jazz. The jazz no, are just running none, it back. Not, not a by the jazz. Move. Not a single um, move running it back. No, 
I guess a uh, smaller one for the Sixers is, is acquiring George Hill. It's just, you know, be, uh, bench depth. Yeah. For them. Never hurts. Um, Another guy I wanted the Blazers to look at. So, yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um, um, and then who else? The, the Suns got Tory Craig. Oh, sun, yeah, Tory Craig. Which helps them a lot. Mm hmm. Yeah. Uh, or just Bucks, cash, really. Yeah. The, who the, the Bucks did something, right? The Bucks, trade wise. Maybe. Um, Maybe not. I'm assuming they did. I don't think they made any trades. Brooklyn no, has everyone they just, coming they there picked on up, the buyout. So mm-hmm. Brooklyn, everyone the buyout. Um, Fournier, not a lot after that. Kings made some moves, but nothing big, weird yeah, stuff. Nothing that moved. Um, no. Huh. Um, I think that's it. Yeah, I mean the Jazz did make one trade, but Matt Thomas isn't anything really. Yeah, just a, a shooter. Yeah, I mean that that's about it. And Matt then you Thomas know they had... is the perfect like if you th- if you said, "Hey, name a guy who would play on the Utah Jazz." I think Matt Thomas <laughs> would be one of the top names you would think of. I'll be honest, I I don't even know who Matt Thomas is, but I oh, but Google, it might Google, be because... do, put a little Google image on that name. But it might, it might be because his is... name is Matt Thomas. Well, well he sure he a... sure he looks like he's born and raised in Salt Lake City. <laughs> it looks like he went to BYU. Yeah, he looks like oh, he went to Iowa. Good. So, well, that there you uh, go. Close enough. Same thing. <laughs> yeah. Same. Thing. Yes, you're right. He does look like a Utah guy. He looks like a younger Joe Ingles. Yeah, I made the joke uh, at a little text chain going with uh, some of our buddies, uh, Jake and and uh, Leahy. He's a big uh, Oregon State fan, and Jake, of course, and I are big Duck fans. When the Ducks were playing Iowa, and I said, "Oh man, are you guys watching this game?" And they said, "Yeah." And I said. Is it just me, or does like the Iowa basketball team look exactly how you would think the Iowa basketball team would look? It was like ten yeah. corn-fed white dudes, and then one mm-hmm. like very strong black guy anchoring the team. It yeah. was like that's, that's Iowa right. basketball. <laughs> like, yeah, just, that sounds about right. It was crazy. It was like it was like uh, watching Hoosiers with a black guy. It was you yeah. know um, yeah. I love it. There's yeah. a I mean there's a yeah there's a few players that didn't get traded that were a little surprising like Lowry. I, th- I really, th- I for sure thought he was traded. Um, I mean, just you know, with with the, him walking down the tunnel and kind of waving and looking emotional, it, it sure seemed like he was going to get moved, but he he never did. Um, um, I don't know how much they could have gotten in return. That's fair for him at this point, and I think he almost means too much to the team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, as so a I don't hate it. And... I don't hate it, and also no, like, of course not. There's still time. The East is so wide open. There's still time for the Raptors to string together some wins and, and get into that play-in game. And if they get into that play-in game, yeah. it's going to take a lot. Yeah, it is. It's going to take a lot, but think about it. Like, you got Lowry. You've got Sykem. I mean, they could. Yeah. you got Gary Trent Jr. Um, yeah. Anunoby is playing fantastic. Oh, yeah. He's been great. Uh, so, I mean, they, they could... Or they could really play the role of spoiler, honestly, is what they really mm-hmm. could do and screw up somebody's run. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm not mad at it, man. I, I think if I was Kyle Lowry, I'd be, you know, looking at that team and saying, like, I, wanna, I don't want to leave Toronto. Yeah. So I will restructure my deal, take a big pay cut, teach the next generation of Raptors. You know, I think that's that, it's a good yeah. move. I mean, he I was so, he was he was very broken up about DeRozan being moved. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. You know, until, until they won a title. Um, yeah, yeah. So <laughs> another name that there was a lot of buzz. Uh, John Collins with the Hawks never yeah, never they moved. The, no one. They the were, thing is, there's they probably wanted a lot more than anyone was willing to give. They probably wanted a lot more, and there's and his contracts up, right. Well, there's just well, he's a restricted free agent, I believe. Restricted. Right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or no, he's right. not. No, he's not. He's is he not. Uh, I think he's unrestricted next year because I think he turned down the qualifying offer the same way Gary Trent did. Interesting. I think. So it's it hard. says he's restricted. Okay. So maybe he's still restricted. Either way, yeah. anyone that's trading for John Collins probably is going to have the cap room to try yeah. to just sign him outright. Mm-hmm. So... Yeah, interesting. And the last, and the last on the, on that list is Lonzo Ball, who 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 definitely seemed to be on the move, but was yeah, not. I think that was a lot of smoke. Honestly, could be it was just a lot, a a lot of his dad. Sure. Yeah, his dad. Yikes. Uh, yeah. I I've really grown to like Lonzo Ball. Yeah. I uh, yeah. I really I appreciate his game. Sure. I do. 
Uh, let's talk NFL, man, because I, yeah. I want to get into this real quick because this is sure. um, I, I don't know how to think. I, I think it depends on which way the wind's blowing, depending on how I feel about this 49er trade that happened. Yeah. Um, so the 49ers were sitting at 12 in the upcoming draft. Yeah. And everyone in the media has written about how Jimmy Garoppolo is the worst quarterback in the NFL and he's not trusted to be a winner. And he's the reason that they had a six and 10 year last year. Um, and all these things that are frankly not true. Um, he's not an elite quarterback. You could argue he's not even a good quarterback. Uh, he's certainly not the reason they went six and 10 last year. No injury. Yeah. Injuries. Yeah. Um, and to be fair, he for at least a half of the Super Bowl had them up double double digits on the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. So uh, Shanahan lost them that Super Bowl with his bad yeah. play calling, not Garoppolo. But neither here nor there. So the writing's been on the wall about uh, the Niners looking for a new quarterback. They they kind of danced a little bit about Matt Stafford. They put some feelers out about Deshaun Watson. Um. And then out of seemingly nowhere, yeah. they, uh, they trade the 12th pick, the third round uh, compensatory pick they got from the Jets for uh, hiring uh, Robert Saleh as the head coach, yeah. and then two future firsts, which yeah. sucks, uh, to Miami yeah, for the third pick. For the third pick. So yeah. what this means is uh, I, I liked the trade, and then Miami went and flipped that 12 to Philly yeah. for the 6. Uh, yeah. and, and, and obviously other pieces peripheral around there. But what that means for Miami is now Miami was going to probably take a receiver yeah. or Penny Sewell, the lineman, at 3. Sure. Well, now they can take that receiver or Penny Sewell at 6. Sure, at 6. And yeah. gain two first-round picks out of the deal. Yeah, that, that that's great for them. So now the question is, we know that Trevor Lawrence is going number one yeah, to the Jags. I think it's all but decided Zach Wilson's going number two to the Jets. Sure seems that way. Yeah. So now the question is, who are the Niners eyeing? Oh, there's, so, three? there's so much going on right now. It's, it's pretty hilarious. There's three guys. Uh, three guys. Three guys. So uh, let's let's I, talk I, it out. Let's figure this out. Yeah. Let's figure this out. The, 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 the first name, the... the the biggest name of the three on the board is Justin Fields, the quarterback Fields, of Ohio yeah. State. Sure. Um, the probably the next uh, big name, I guess, is uh, the kid from North Dakota State, Trey Lance. Yeah, those two are, seem to be the favorites. I would, I would say. And then there's Mac Jones from yeah, Alabama. Mac Jones has kind of jumped into the combo. <laughs> I'm going to be so angry if, as a 49er if they traded. Fan. A- if they, if traded, they traded all that, all that to take to draft Mac, Mac Jones. Jones, and they could have had Mac Jones that pro- probably had him at uh, their original pick. It would have been close. You think so? It would have been. You think close. he would have gone before twelve? It, it depends. I, 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 I don't think Denver would have drafted him because Denver Elway will only take quarterbacks who are huge. Yeah, like yeah. actually big statured guys, and Mac Jones isn't. He's a normal sized dude. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I think that that conversation was probably going to be up there for uh, probably Atlanta, probably Philly. Yeah. Um, the possibility of New England trading up. Yeah. Those were all concerns. Sure. Carolina. Carolina was looking at quarterbacks. Um, <clears throat> so now you've jumped all that and you have your choice. And I don't know who fits this roster the best. Who? I mean, who? who would you take? You're, I mean, you've done a little bit of research on these quarterbacks because you're a fantasy guy, and you a you, little bit. You've looked into them a little um, bit. Like if you were the if you were the Niners with that explosive, those many explosive playmakers all over the the offense, with uh, an all pro left tackle, an all pro center, yeah. and a and a defense that's finally healthy. Sure. Do you take, um, do you take a dynamic player? Yeah, that's that's a tough question. I. I could see both working out um, in different ways. Obviously, Fields is is much more dynamic, as you say, and is uh, is 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 better on his feet, and that could really open things up up as well. But he's also a good he's a good thrower. I mean, as much as he's been, um, people have uh, put his decision making into question. He's still he's still an accurate thrower and, and a 
And, and I think if he gets time and he's running around, he, he can be very good. But at the same time, I mean, Zach Wilson is is no slouch on his feet. So, um, and the well, guy is, and the Zach guy is Wilson's a monster. If he's there. He, or, uh, Wilson's a guy. Yes, yeah, sorry. Uh, I don't know. You know, to be honest, I don't know enough about Trey Lance. I will say that. Um, so I, I I would lean more towards Fields, but um, I haven't done done much research research on Lance. So so that, and I know he's 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 looked amazing, but I mean, he's what from. North, North Dakota, Dakota State. State, yeah, which is which the is, which is that's where uh, Carson Wentz went to school. Carson Wentz went, yeah. Um, um, won, so that, I mean, that's five that, champion national championships in a row or something like that. Sure, and that's um, fantastic, and he could be great, but that's there's a risk there. So certainly, I don't know, man. What do you think about those two? I don't know, man. And I, Mac Jones, it's not. It can't be Mac Jones. <laughs> it just can't. Yeah, I mean, it could be. I don't um, think it will. I am not a hundred percent sold on Justin Fields. And I seem to be in the minority about this. I just, I saw. I don't enough. think so. There's a lot of people that are not swollen in Justin Fields. I, I saw enough of him in big game situations fold. Yeah. And have the, the defense pull through or um, the supporting cast pull through where he didn't have to make the play. He could just the drop, you know, a little screen pass and let the, you know, the receivers take over. Um, I'm not totally sold on him. Now, that being said, he's. He fits the he fits the the prototypical frame and skill set of the modern NFL quarterback, where it's yeah. um, elusive, quick footed, strong arm. Um, he tends to really panic when the pocket breaks down, though. As far yeah. when he throws the ball, when he when he when he scrambles sure. out, he's dynamic and he he he's fantastic. But when yeah. he's when he tries to hang in the pocket and make a throw with the pressure coming in on him, it generally speaking is either off target or intercepted. Yeah, not great, <laughs> not no. great, Bob. No, um, <laughs> Trey Lance is very dynamic, but the the argument there is he didn't play against. The Michigans, the Michigan States, the Northwesterns, the, the, big, Wisconsin's, the big schools, the, yeah. you know, uh, you know, he was playing against. So he was playing against teams. soft defenses. Yeah. Well, I mean, I don't want to like. Relatively you know, speaking, right? Relatively speaking, they're not the, the high five star blue chip recruits, right? Yeah. Um, but he looked dynamic, incredibly yeah. dynamic. He reminds me a little bit of the way Josh Allen was a little under the radar. Because hmm. uh, yeah. people said, "Oh, he went to Wyoming. He didn't play anybody. Look at what he did against Oregon. The one good team they played yeah. in Oregon ate him alive." And now Josh That's Allen right. is one of the best that. quarterbacks in the league. Yeah. Um. And then Mac Jones. Uh, Mac Jones. If you're looking for a guy to be a game manager, mm-hmm. Mac Jones is your guy. But 100%. you don't take a game manager. You don't take a game manager. You don't at trade three. up. To take- you don't trade, trade up at three in a in a in a uh, in one of the deepest quarterback classes there is. I don't. Yeah, no. I certainly don't. But at the same time, no. look at that Alabama offense and what they did under Mac Jones with uh, receivers who who realistically aren't that far fetched from saying they're comparable to what Forty ers have. The Forty ers have Debo. Mm-hmm. They got. Brandon Ayuk, two no. very, you know, one big body, one smaller yeah. body, both very dynamic in the open field. Well, Alabama had Jalen Waddle, big body. Yeah. They had Devonta Smith, Heisman Trophy winner, you know, kind of a small body. Yeah. Look, look at the way that offense cooked. Yeah. So I get it. Um, I wouldn't take Mac Jones there. No. <laughs> I'm not going to be happy if they take Mac Jones there. I kind of want him to take Lance and just roll the dice. Sure. And see take what you got. See what you got. Yeah. I, Shanahan, quarterbacks, mediocre quarterbacks under Shanahan have historically been very good. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins in Washington looked like a god for a brief moment under Shanahan. Um, yeah. So, Garoppolo. Some people... Garoppolo looked good until he got hurt. I mean, he had a hell of a statistical year that year they went to the Super Bowl. Um, you you hear some people uh, say that there's a chance maybe whoever you draft, if it's like Fields or whoever, um, there's a chance they could be even on the bench that first year, a la yeah. Mahomes, his first year. So And yeah. still sticking with Jimmy Garoppolo. Uh, I think Shanahan is, uh, was quoted as saying something like uh, just – 
just because we're drafting a quarterback doesn't mean we're trading Jimmy G, yeah. you know, yeah. uh, very well. So that, you know, or there could be some sort of competition in that sense too. So that was today's press conference where they, they asked about it and they've, I mean, him and Lynch flat out said, we're drafting a quarterback at three. We moved up to get yeah. a quarterback well, because there's, yeah. there's five dynamic quarterbacks in this first round class. Mm-hmm. So they, they, they're making sure that everyone knows all five are on the radar, yeah. um, which part of that could be a smoke screen. Um, of course. Do you remember when they took Nick Bosa, number two? Yeah. Like what, three years ago, I think it was? Yeah, something like that. They took Bosa, number two. Yeah. They sent one scout to his pro day. One. And it yeah. wasn't the head coach, and it wasn't the GM. It was some yeah, they, peripheral scout. They, they but like they to, drafted Bosa. They yeah. like to throw you off the set. Today, it well, they was probably didn't need. That... <laughs> to be honest, they didn't need a scout to, to to go. They didn't need the coach to go there and scout them. No, you know, no, Bosa. But, but yes, I. But, but I know under, what you're saying. Under that, I know logic, what you're saying. Under I know, that logic, I know exactly. Lynch, yeah. mm-hmm. Lynch and Shanahan went. They chose to go to Mac Jones, Jones's second pro day at Alabama yeah. to see him throw, rather than go see Justin Fields. Yeah, they sent one scout, but, the same sure. scout who went to see Bosa. Back to Ohio State to see to go see Fields. Fields. Uh, I think that I, I like do think there. I, I do think that there are uh, also ha- uh, requested a second um, workout with Fields though at some point. Didn't they? Yeah. Or is, is that think, what this think, is that what this guy is doing? Maybe. I think so. Or I think is he the they're, they're gonna, I think they're taking Fields. You're I probably right. I, I think as probably much as Lance, but sure. It, Fields is probably better than Jones, and I. You may not like Fields, but there's a he. He has some pretty tantalizing upside, so he could be a he could be a good pick for any Niners fan. Absolutely. That he also so. he also kind of reminds me a little bit of Robert Griffin, where you okay. see a bunch of tantalizing upside, and then you know he has a real good run there at the beginning, and then all of a sudden can't complete a pass. So yeah, I mean, fair. Uh, I'm just no, saying not, you could be you could be pleasantly surprised. And oh, and, I'm gonna and, I'm gonna root yeah. for whoever it is. I'm gonna put it all behind sure. him and, and root for him. I, yeah. I mean, I did it when they had. Uh, I did it when they they drafted Jim Druckenmiller. I was all <laughs> yeah. about Druckenmiller. That didn't work yeah, out. Yeah, Druckenmiller. What um, a great name, though. I mean, how can you not try to root for a guy named Jim Druckenmiller? I mean, I did. Right? Am I? I, didn't, I know. I didn't buy That's the jersey. Didn't buy the jersey. No, no. Um, no. But no. boy, Miami all of a sudden just looks like they might yeah, be the best right? brand franchise in the league. Out of nowhere. Yeah, out of nowhere. Um, they were kind of a joke I mean, for for a little bit. Well, now you have you got your quarterback. Mm-hmm. You got your your two guys who could be number one receivers in Fuller and Parker. And Parker you got your yeah. your stud tight end in Jacecki. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So now you can you could go a million different ways at yeah. six. You could go. And you have a defense, uh, and you have a defense that's already pretty solid. So you don't have you to have go another, defense right away. And you have another first round pick. You have two first round picks. Yeah. So and you can shore up the line. Or you, yeah, you could shore up the line. You could draft a running back in the second. You could draft a receiver, another dynamic receiver, because there's so many of them. I, I'd have to imagine they're going to probably take a receiver with one of those picks because there's so many of them. And and why not add more weapons to? I'd have to, to assume so. To us, I, to us, uh, I think it depends on who's the bo- who's on the board. So it depends on sure. what the Falcons do it for. If they keep the pick or if they trade out, it depends on what the Bengals do. Yeah. Um, I would I assume like, yeah. the Bengals are taking Sewell. I would I would assume that as well. They I, I obviously it would be nice for them to get another weapon for for uh, Burrow, but shore up that line, keep Burrow keep Burrow healthy and on his feet. I mean, you saw what happened last year; he was getting destroyed. Yeah. You, you, I, I think I think you take Sewell because you you have you have Mixon, you have T Higgins, you have Boyd, you have uh, maybe that's Pretty it. But it. <laughs> uh, that, those are all. Those are three good players. And Geo, uh, do you still have Geo there? Is he yeah. gone? Geo's uh, there. He resigned. So he's. I mean, whatever. He's a. He's a. He's a. A piece that w- that'll get a few snaps here and there that'll help yeah. you out. But um, I think I think you shore up the line first. That's what you. That's what smart franchises do with young, young uh, talented quarterbacks. Is you, you keep them on their feet, and then after that, you can focus on. And they have a few picks too. I think Bengals. Don't they have more yeah, than just ta- that? But the key there is what you just said. Smart franchises. Yes, that is key, and, and Cincinnati has not been known to be a smart franchise. I'm not confident that the Bengals are going to do the smart thing. I have a funny hunch the Bengals might do something a little outlandish and maybe go Kyle Pitts at five. Yeah. Um, 
which I mean, honestly, the, the, the fit, extremely the talented. fit makes I mean, a lot of sense. It's great. The fit makes and he's very talented. But I mean, uh, what happens when Burrow gets hurt halfway through the year again, <laughs> you know, because he's getting destroyed. Um, you go with whoever their backup is going to be. Did, it's did not they Ryan sign, Finley. Did they Finley's sign gone. some linemen though? I don't know. I don't know. I don't remember I don't pay if they did or not. To the Bengals. <laughs> I know. Um, I know. <laughs> Bengals. Uh, Fair I enough. No I don't know what I'm I thinking. Have, I'm sorry. Um, I think uh, <laughs> if 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 Sewell's there mm-hmm. at six, coolest helmets if, though. What they do have yeah. great helmets. If Sewell's yeah. there at six, I think the Dolphins have to think about it. It's at least a conversation yeah. to have. Of course it is. That's say, another guy you want. That's a, that's another quarterback you uh, you want to keep upright. Uh, obviously, Tua with the Tua with the injury history, uh, keep him as as safe as you can. I wonder if Miami could talk Sewell into playing right tackle. Yeah, I don't know, man. I don't know to how that dynamic works. With... I'm just yeah. thinking out loud, and I know that maybe like you know. Dolphins fans. Oh yeah, like blindside would be right tackle. Our buddy Brandon will probably say like, "Well, they drafted that their left tackle last year in Austin Jackson, yeah. and yeah, he, they did." You could never have too much protection for an injury-prone quarterback. Mm-hmm. No, I say right. injury-prone as if two is injury-prone, but really, he had that one freak injury. I mean, it wasn't like he was injury-prone. F- yeah, I mean, it was just a, a few left right? tackle. Yeah. yeah, but like yeah. I mean, that's that's like saying Joe Theismann was injury prone because he got that's true, but his leg that's shattered. True. I mean, like yeah. it's you know, very I don't true. know, prone would be like, oh man, like this guy's pulled his hammy like seventeen times. Yes, you know no, I mean? you're like, right. Yeah, it's soft, Fuller, soft tissue, in, soft tissue injury, uh, injury just injury prone. But when it's like a bunch of like uh, like Keenan Allen had a ton of weird freak injuries, like kidney laceration and stuff like that. My God, um, and he was he was labeled injury prone, but you have noticed the last two three years he's been perfectly fine because they were all kind of just flukes. He just had bad luck. Um, yeah, absolutely. So, so absolutely. maybe that's too. Uh, but still, you're nervous about that hit because even if he's not, of course, quote injury prone, uh, anytime you 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 destroy your hip like that, that's 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 cause for concern. I if I'm Miami, I've, if Sewell's there, I'm taking him. If not, I'm taking whichever receiver I have highest on my board. Yeah. Chase. At six, I'm not. I'm yeah. not drafting Pitts. Um, I'm leaving someone else to take that risk because you don't need him. You have Jacecki. Sure. I, I, you, I think you, you the thing about him. Pitts. The thing about Pitts is he could he could be a receiver as well. He could just be a big, Absolutely. big receiver too. So, but do you think? But do you think? I mean, on your board, if you were a GM, do you think Pitts at a receiver spot is better than Jamar Chase? Or no. Devontae Smith or Jalen Waddle or uh, these top end guys. You know what I mean? I don't he's know. Pretty, he, he's kind of a unicorn. He's pretty incredible. But I, I don't know. I think he's Jordan Reed. Maybe. Yeah. I think he's Jordan Reed sure. before Jordan Reed had 100 concussions. Yeah, possible. Great player, not a top five guy. Um, my, It's my opinion. That's just yeah. one. No, no. One, that's fine. One man's humble, non GM opinion. I get um, it. You know. Um, dude, you watched Nomadland last I night. I did. Right? Yeah, I watched Nomadland. Talk to me. Talk night. to me about it. Oh man, it was uh, it was obviously a slow paced, which which is fine with me. I, I can okay. handle slow. Well, that's paced. that's uh, good to know that I'm not incorrect whole... in the trailer. Okay. Of course, it's slow paced. I mean, it's about nomads. I mean, it's not going to be fast paced action. Um, it's beautifully shot. I, I mean, you're getting you're getting shots of the upper Midwest where it's snowy. You're and then as they move as she moves down south uh, in pretty much the high desert and, and all those really beautiful areas like arches and stuff. Uh, so, so the, the cinematography is beautiful. The acting is fantastic. Um, Francis McDormand. I, I, obviously McDormand and, and everybody else too. I mean, I know they used a lot of uh, real life people, real people that, that kind of played their own roles and, um, and they are fantastic as well. But there's everyone who was a real actor as well was was amazing. It was it was amazing. It was really well acted, really well shot. Um, the story was good, and I know it was based on a book and based on a true story and based on real people. Um, I guess my only qualm is the is just the Amazon stuff felt weird to me. Kind of just a it just put a weird feeling in me, and I I couldn't really put my finger on it. So I, what I've read a few, what Amazon? I've read a I've read a few articles about well. Um, these nomad. A lot of these nomads are are hired by Amazon, and it's it's kind of a community that Amazon hires uh, 
seasonally. So it's like these people will work at Amazon just to make money to go wherever, um, which is, which is, it is what it is. But, um, the fact that these, these people are, are living this American free, this freedom, this free American life in their own mind, but they're obviously poor and, um, not treated well by, by the, uh, the corporations in the world and the, and the people that have money and, uh, ain't that America? That is America. But <laughs> I mean, this, this movie didn't, I, I don't, I haven't read the book, so I can't really say what, what exactly the, the, the point of the book was, but, um, it felt like, like Amazon was kind of, which we know a lot about Amazon now and, and the awful things they've done to a lot of their workers, certainly, you know, certainly. Um, and none of this came out in this movie, of course, but it, it kind of made Amazon feel like this place where these people got together and were happy and made their money and like had a community in the break rooms. And um, I mean, this whole story is not about Amazon, but it is like a big part of bookends the movie. It's like in the beginning, she's there at Amazon uh, and, you know, she has her friends and, you know, they show these, these, uh, these uh, snippets of them on break, like showing their tattoos to each other. And they're all kind of like these nomadish kind of people. And then at the end, she goes back to Amazon. It kind of seems like a beacon of like keeping her afloat. Um, when in fact, I mean, Amazon is probably kind of keeping her down in a sense. Uh, so that kind of thing is kind of uh, frustrating in that movie um, that it doesn't really dive into the, that type of stuff. Um, and at some point, uh, one of the characters goes in for surgery. And like when, when this nomad went into surgery, like, like emergency surgery, like the first thing that, that popped in my mind was like, how is she going to pay for this? Like, oh my God, like uh-huh. the healthcare system obviously is broken in our country. Like how, how and that, but they didn't like, she had her surgery and was fine. And it was kind of like, okay, interesting. Um, it's just kind of things like that. Like the, uh, you would have thought a movie like this would, would, would maybe put a, toe into the political stuff a little bit more and obviously it's not a political movie really it's about these 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 people that uh that the uh, hell was that <laughs> it was my pen oh. my pen flipped off uh but it's obviously it's about these people that are that are um that don't really fit in with with the society and the the uh, capitalistic system that we have and so they they kind of have that dream of uh there's always something on the horizon that's different or better or they always need to move because they don't quite fit in so it was it was really well done i suggest you watch it it's uh it's a beautiful movie it's moving it's touching um but it's it's not without its flaws so yeah uh i mean we talked about this before is that i think that a lot of the the oscar nominated films this year kind of you know suspect in our minds just because there hasn't been as much hype or or promotion or or any of that really it's kind of become the streaming awards to a certain extent um, yeah, with what's yeah, out there. So yeah. I, I'm, I'm happy that Amazon didn't make Nomadland because that would be no, they really, didn't make it. That'd be they, a really disgusting. Uh, of course it would, and they obviously approved the they approved the filmmakers to uh, to film in their in their uh, uh, warehouse and and their packing plants and stuff. Um, oh, I'm sure. So they got I imagine I imagine sure they got, they, got they may have got money for it, and and uh, with that approval, they probably. Uh, they probably told the filmmakers they couldn't say anything bad or, or they had to show the Amazon label a certain amount of time or something like that. Um, which that's maybe that's the, the weird subconscious feeling I had is knowing that, that Amazon probably, um, changed, changed what the, the idea of the movie may really the deep down may, may have been about or should have been about in some small way. Um, but it was yeah. beautiful. Like I said, it, it's worth watching. Uh, out of the two Oscar movies I've watched, I'm, I think I still prefer uh, um, the first one I saw. Can I think of the Judas. name off the top of my head? Yes, Judas that, and the Black Judas. Messiah. Man, yes. that, that's that's the one I would pick out of these two. But you know, there's yeah. still what six more to watch. <laughs> um, oh, too many. I won't get I won't get through them. But no, but I'm gonna either. try. I'm gonna I maybe dive into one or two before uh, I think we got, we're a month away or so. We're about yeah, we're giving, yeah, a little under a month. A little less, a couple couple weeks, three weeks I think. Oh, crap. No, there's no way I'm getting through that. Um, no, yeah, no. especially because we finally we finally finished our our Twin Peaks re- rewatch, or at least that initial, yeah. yeah, series of the original yeah. series, and then and you the watched Firewalk series. with me, right? You watched Firewalk, which I've seen before. Yeah. You still haven't seen, which you need to. I still haven't seen it. I will. Um, it is way more David Lynch than the the show. Yeah, um, way more. Um, I would say it 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 is more similar 
to the return than okay than the original series. I think you know what I'm talking sure. about because we've you know we've, you've seen both series, so you know that the return yeah. is definitely a little more um, mysterious. I, I think would be the best way to sure. Think. A little more mysterious. Extremely the mysterious. The original, the original is a little more straightforward, almost soap yeah. opera um, style. Yeah. yeah, part of that especially, I think is a little bit yeah. of a, a you know part of that's I think a little bit poking fun at that that style of show. Sure, and especially um, at the beginning of the show too, it was it was it started that way. Yeah, but there's there's quite a bit of humor in the original, uh, at least I think yeah. in, in comparison to the return. Uh, sure, the return's yeah. not nearly as funny. It has its moments. Um, some of the some not... of the Dougie some of the Dougie Jones stuff is funny. Some of the the brothers in the casino are funny. Yeah. Um, but we got we got through two episodes of the return, um, and it just reminded me like how hard it is to really understand what's going on because there <laughs> it are is. so yeah. many characters and so many stories. There's so many stories, so many characters, and some of those stories are vague and some are con- a little confusing Absolutely. you don't quite know Absolutely. what's going on with those stories well and some some and get introduced in the second episode and swing back yeah. around episode 16 sure and you're like yeah. oh whoa okay that made sense yeah. i will say that yeah. this is the first this is the second time that we've watched the return we watched it when it first came out a few years ago uh but when we when we watched it the first time we watched it in real time one episode a week as it was released on showtime and we we didn't go back and watch all of the original series before yeah. we just watched the the finale right before the the premiere of the new one not incredibly helpful no. <laughs> because yeah. that finale is essentially the black lodge is is mm-hmm. you know uh, 75% of that that finale and yeah uh, uh, i will say that having just watched the however many episodes uh 30 give or take 28 um, of yeah. the original series, a little easier to kind of grasp some of this. Okay, because it's you're, starting, it's starting, and like it's fresh, it's fresh. yeah, it's fresh, That's, and yeah. you've just seen something, and you've just seen, you yeah. know, um, but I think that the the themes are very easy to pick out, especially the second time through. It's very like, gosh, I, I wish I would have caught this or this and this, you know, yeah, the first time I watched, I was so in awe and so just happy. Sure. When it first came back, and now I'm yeah. actually look. I can look at it with a more critical eye. Yeah, um, exactly. And just kind of like, almost like trying to figure out the mystery, even though I know kind of what happened, kinda because it's never really explained fully. You know what I mean? Like it's <laughs> no, it's not. You know, it's uh, it's very uh, abstract is the best way to put it. Yeah, <laughs> I think very uh, abstract. So, mm-hmm. um, yeah, man, I'm just I'm excited. I'm excited to get back into it, and it just it, it makes me just fantastic show. Remember how much I loved it yeah you know it just it's fantastic and how exciting it was when it came back like th- that was and, and super exciting for a lot of these like these, a lot of these twin peak heads that were waiting for this for a long time and thought that for a while that it was never going to happen then kind of all of a sudden was like it's happening and it did <laughs> well we got we got super choked up last night because we watched the the premiere of the the return the 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 I want to say the pilot because not the pilot, but you know what I mean? The, the, the premiere. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah. there's the scene with a log lady who was oh, yeah. dying and, and yeah. offered to come back yeah. during the filming. You know, she had, she had cancer and was, is, was, yeah. was dying, legitimately dying and yeah. filmed the scene. And she's, I mean, she's just in the dark room with the oxygen. Cause she, I, she, my probably had she, she actually needed it Yeah, with her log and she calls Hawk and she's talking about this stuff and she's, you know, like, good night Hawk. You know, like, and like yeah. you know, good night. And we both got choked up because it was just like that. Yeah. Like that was a very, yeah. very small character in the grand scheme. Very important, as mm-hmm. you learn, but very small as yeah. far as presence in the you know on screen. Of course, yeah. Um, there's a lot of that in the return. Yeah. There's a lot of sentimental. And she was a big, she was a big time theater actor in Ashland, Oregon, yeah. down in the Shakespeare area, which is very, yeah. which is interesting. I didn't know that until you know, I uh, you know, I didn't know that until I read it. Yeah. yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> yeah uh, I'm, not, I'm not in on the Ashland, the uh, Ashland Shakespeare Festival, but oh man, you're all about. Yeah, that. I remember reading that a while fair. back. I'm like, oh, it's very interesting. <laughs> I've been to one. It's very, it's very fun. Been to one. I was uh, supposed to go show. back in middle school, but I didn't. Uh, we didn't end up going for whatever yeah. reason. Hmm. I don't remember why. 
Uh, cool, man. It's a long drive. It's, uh, <laughs> it's, it's a very long drive. It's a good five-hour drive. Yeah, um, it is. Which in some states is nothing, but here it, I know, it's right? The, it's literally the t- the northern edge to the southern edge. So yeah, um, cool. Well, that is uh, that's our episode. That was some nomad land talk, some hot nomad land talk. Yeah, 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 yeah. Watch it. It's worth watching. I will say that definitely. I mean, if you're going to listen to anyone about movies, Casey's probably the. But it comes to good movies. You want to listen to Casey if you want. If you want a, a <laughs> depends. A, yeah, a, a I like stupid, weird good, movies, if, man. If you want a stupid good time, you listen to my recommendations, and I'll just say, sure. "Hey, watch John. Watch John Wick again. Watch Fast well, Five. John again. Wick's great. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that, that's okay. There's so many different movies, and so many different uh, people like different movies. So that's great. Except for Crash, that movie sucks. But that movie does suck. I agree. <laughs> you can find us anywhere you find your podcast, whether it's Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google. Uh, if you're on Apple Podcasts, give us a five-star rating. It helps people across the world find us. Uh, it means a lot to us when we see your your ratings as well. So um, that's all I got. You got anything else, buddy? I got nothing. That's cool. it. Shout out, shout out to the Stubborn Lovers for letting us use their music for the intro outro. We'll talk to you guys next week. Thanks for listening.